Hey guys, here we are back at it for episode 246 of the Brew Chat Podcast. We got Scott Bender and good old Connor Choate in, uh, in the internet today. So that's how we're doing this these days. But before we get to that, get on down to Riverside Wine and Spirits. They will uh, deliver within five miles up until five o'clock. And then uh, if you don't want to do that, just call your order ahead or pull down there in the parking lot and uh, talk to any of the people that work there. They'll go in, get what you need, bring it back out, charge you on their iPad, keep socially distant, all that good stuff. And they've got hand sanitizer and they've got Everclear back in stock. So yeah, if you want to make your own hand sanitizer or just sanitize those throats, you can do that. Um, But yeah, right there on Manufacturer's Road, that's pretty much all I got to promote right now. All anyone's got to promote. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna hit the button. Let's pour some beers. Let's do it. in and post anyway whatever new intro new intro uh but yeah hey just welcome, do it guys. live <laughs> welcome greetings yeah how's it going Hello. i like how you guys are out your camera looks great vendor thank you it's yeah. uh my surface my microsoft surface not my shitty life cam mm. no solid <laughs> camera it's good to see everyone yeah it's really good to see you yeah. guys How's, uh, how's that quarantine us. life been going? Well, it is really good to see people who are, like, not in this household. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that I have problems with people in the household, but, you know, variety is good. <laughs> it's the spice of life. Yeah. Uh, grab a beer over there. Yeah. It's good, to, good to pretend you're not drinking alone for one. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I took a pint glass and... Like, I realized I hadn't actually drank a beer out of a pint glass in, like, a month and a half. So I poured one and then went outside last night. And it gave a little bit of the illusion that I was, like, somewhere. It was nice. It was a nice night. And uh, it kind of felt like I was out somewhere. We had uh, a couple of friends over Saturday night who uh, sat on the the sidewalk while we sat on the porch and had a couple of beers. Yeah, that was uh, it was a treat. Yeah, it's. uh, Oh, my. Yeah, my friend Clarissa that cut my hair. uh, We sat on her porch for a bit and I was just like, man, this is she lives down a little bit off Maine. She cut my hair in her yard and then we just kind of sat out there for a while and it was really nice. I'm so glad that uh, they st- this is from Dewclaw, which is up in did, Maryland. Did you bring this? Or? No, this was oh, in the cooler. Okay, I guess Tommy gave this. <laughs> this is, uh, I just took the six-pack and didn't even look at them. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's six different ones in there. They're not, yeah. They didn't double up like usual. So uh, this is the Vulcan Fuss Candies Patriarchy Carmelo Imperial Stout. Uh, edition Carmelo? number, yeah, Carmal- Carmallow, 
caramel and marshmallow, this I guess. This would be great in the winter, not yeah. when it's 80 degrees That's outside. Re- Brewed with marshmallows and caramel. I just, I got excited because <laughs> I'm glad they've started selling Dewclaw down in this market because Dewclaw makes some good beer. I'm glad they're still making beer. Yeah, that's I heard the, your way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the tap house that I used to go to got shut down as far as I know. Mm. Oh, my. What do you guys uh, think about them starting to open shit back up? I think it's early. Yeah, same. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think we're at the uh, the end of the beginning or the beginning of the middle, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are looking at it like we're kind of at the middle of the end, and we are definitely mm-hmm. not. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's a little too early. Part of me, though, is kind of like, well, we got to do it eventually. True. Hopefully uh, it doesn't get any worse. You, you plan on good? You planning on going to sit down in any restaurants or anything? No, me, week? no, not me. If we can go no. about three-ish <laughs> weeks, uh, and things don't really, but it's a it's at a real interesting time because we just got like a good amount of testing going on here, so our cases are going to skyrocket just because we're testing more people, and so that's going to skew some of the actual data on whether or not opening up is bad. But if we can go about three weeks and things don't get much worse. Then, uh, yeah, I might start venturing out carefully, like to places with porches so I can sit outside. Mm. Um, yeah, patio business. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, I I miss the shit out of going out, but I'm not looking to get out anytime soon. But it does need to open. It's a dangerous game of trial and error that unfortunately has to be trial and error. So hopefully it doesn't get any worse. But yeah, I'm glad I don't have to make that decision. Yeah. Yeah, because it's really like it doesn't. It's like damned if you do and damned if you don't. I don't yeah. think there's really a right. You know, it's like yeah. we really don't. We're just gonna kind of. I don't know. I know I'm not going out anytime soon. Yeah, I don't really plan <laughs> yeah. on it. Hell, I, I got a raise when the uh, government stuff kicked in. I'm good Excellent. for nine months. Yeah, I'm good for like a ten more months. Nothing yeah. or a raise from. Well, it was. They added six hundred dollars to the two seventy five I was already getting, so now I'm oh, getting almost nine hundred dollars a week. Golly! Yeah, excellent. Yeah, I don't get that because I'm self employed. I get a meager two ten. Yeah, <laughs> nope. It was two seventy five, and then they added six hundred to it. I was so bummed out. I was like, two ten? You're giving these fuckers eight hundred dollars? Like halfway, halfway. Yeah. I would have been okay. Nope. Yeah, it's kind of a upsetting because i had to go to the bass pro shops on you know off of i-75 this mm. week or i guess last week and it was like fabulous checks came, and they were doing a deal where they're making people wait outside to get in so they yeah. only had like 50 people in the whole store at a time yeah. and i was just talking to the guy out there and i asked him i said so has it been really and he said the busiest day they've had all, all year was the day after all the stimulus checks came through and there was like a line mm-hmm. outside the building and it's just like oh wow that's classic americans let's yeah. just go blow all this cash that we got for free mm-hmm. i basically did the same and went and bought a new tv but it was not by choice oh yeah yours died. my tv <laughs> chose to die like right got- as the pandemic started the backlight went out i was like yeah. Come, really yeah. that's probably one of the first victims of uh, corona here in Hamilton County. <laughs> it probably <laughs> was to be. Yeah, I actually think TVs it was. can get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Chinese made 
Yeah, it was a <laughs> fucking RCA. That thing hung in there though. It had a good run. I've I'd had it since like early 2013. And I bought it from Kmart. That tells you how long ago I got that TV. <laughs> so what are the other, I mean, other than like service industry people, I mean, I know like we've still been working. I work in, so we haven't stopped because we're like an essential business. But what other businesses other than many, or I mean, other than restaurants or not, I mean, I guess like boutique shops and stuff like that. But most manufacturers, like is Volkswagen still open? Yeah, they shut down for a bit, but I think they're reopened now. So even yeah, like people go back to work, it's mainly restaurants. And yeah, it's mainly restaurants, which suck, sucks here locally because we've got such a huge restaurant industry here in this town. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we did. There yeah. were some things. There were some things that were named specifically, like uh, gyms and salons and tattoo parlors and yeah, things like that, yeah. that. That they said you must close. Um, but if you looked down at that list of, um, you know, kind of the the details of the shelter in place thing, it's like the definition of essential businesses was pretty fluffy. Mm-hmm. It's like you know things like distribution. It's like, <laughs> well, that's kind of what I do. So I could say. Yes, I'm essential. On the other hand, I'm distributing things that are uh, involved with uh, conferences and trade shows, which there's Aren't, nothing to there's yeah. nothing going on. So yeah. it's like so we we've, we've been closed up for the time being. But if we had chosen to stay open, we could have said we're essential and and been correct based on their definitions. Mm. So mm. so who who really knows? You know who well, that's who kind of my boat is. It's and like who didn't. Media is essential, but it's like I'm not trying to argue that me drinking some beers on the internet with my buddies is is, a, is an essential service, right? But yeah, it, it, where's that line though? It's like like yeah, I've been I, I've been getting out at night and going out and taking pictures like one two a.m. a couple nights, and um, just because there's no cars in the street, it's some great photo opportunities, and um. But I'm not posting those photos until this is over because I don't want to encourage people to do that. But, uh, now, things like that you can you can do and do safely though. Yeah, yeah. I don't that, want to that, encourage that, it though. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of my deal. If I can go out and do it, and I have no interaction with people, mm. I have no qualms about it whatsoever. You know, if it involves face to face interaction, then we're a little more judicious about what we do versus what we don't do. Yeah. When I was out though, I was like, I mean, I didn't see a soul the entire time. Not a car. Not a person. No, it was like it was super eerie being downtown taking pictures and stuff and nobody was there. But I kept it the thought kept running through my brain. I was like, what if an officer approaches me right now? It's like, what are you doing out at this hour? Don't you know there's a pandemic or whatever? I don't think we've got a curfew. <laughs> no, I didn't but know. But I just was running that through my head and I was like, ah, what am I gonna say? I'll be like, Well, officer, I'm taking pictures, it's considered I'm documenting, it's considered essential mm-hmm. and which I feel like is a load of bullshit, but at the same time it's it's an honest answer, I guess. Yeah, you're on, you're on a wall. Just tell me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be out for exercise. That's not a problem. I don't want to get some fresh air. There's no one within six feet of you. No, there was no one within yeah. four blocks. You're not the problem. <laughs> no, but as four. but as far as like being out, uh, we go out. You know, uh, usually two or three times a day. Uh, my wife's working from home, so she has. Uh, you know, basically she'll take a break and we'll take a walk and 
people are out like in the neighborhood um you don't go out any time of day and not see multiple you know neighbors walking dogs walking kids you know just getting out and that's been consistent like throughout this uh so you know that what you're doing is no different from that you just happen to have a camera with you yeah yeah i see the same thing every day i was out cutting some bamboo i got myself a reciprocating saw so i could cut down all the bamboo mm. and then i dug you a little like you're making like a cool blow gun or something not yet that? i'm, Cause, I'm cause you, you should be i will i will i want to get you all the dead stuff out first scaffolding just yeah. build it as high <laughs> as you can. That's right. Well, I own all the... I want to see that shit from the Walmart on 153. I own everything above my house, too, so I can and, build it yeah, as tall as yeah. I want. Yeah. Scaffolds, I build my scaffold as tall as I want. echo from, like, from you guys? Is it feeding you guys back in through our microphones? No? So, okay. Cool. Yeah, you guys drive by Costco something. I don't think any of those people got the memo. Oh, I'm sure. I quit. I guess it's been a little bit now. I didn't want to put them on blast about it a couple weeks ago, but some guy posted on Reddit back halfway through, maybe like right at the end of March. He was like, hey, I think I've got COVID. Where can I go get tested? I work in the grocery store industry. And then Internet Sleuth pretty quickly figured out it's like, you work at the Hicks and Pike Food City. Uh, don't go to work. And so I've not been – that's my food city that I typically go to. So I've not been yeah. going to that one just because that guy – it's like, dude, like, I get you've got to work, but yeah, – I, I live by Costco, and it's been – I mean, it's really disgusting. That place should be shut down. There's mm-hmm. literally hundreds of people there every single day. We've, we've not gone in, uh, since – it's probably been a month easily, but the last time we were there uh, – they were uh, they had taken steps, but it's like we got there and there were lines at the registers. They weren't too bad. We got our stuff really quick, and by the time we got our stuff and got in line, we were halfway to the back of the store. And within minutes, you know, probably within five minutes of that, the line behind us reached all the way to the back of the store. So every register oh that was God. open went to the back of the store. So. Yeah, we've not uh, we've not tried to make that that trip again. Holy shit! Can you yeah. hit one of the switches? Yeah, I, I, I drive by there every day. It's like, I can't believe hot it's insane. Uh, yeah, so many people there. Any uh, any Lowe's, Home Depot, nursery right now? Yeah, all just filled with the gill. My dad's uh, yeah. like best friend. He manages a Lowe's, and he said that they had their busiest day of all time during this mm-hmm. and which is a newer Lowe's it's out towards Dude. Jasper but you wonder how that's possible yeah you're just just like uh, uh, physically possible because I I had a uh, he said it seemed to be mostly site to store type stuff well I, I did which, an order like that yeah. um, and so they were doing the thing where uh, they were limiting the number of people in this was at a Home Depot but uh, they had the queue out front, and basically they would let however many people in there, and then you just waited, and then two people would come out, they'd let two more in. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of wonder about with those kind of constraints, how do you have a record day of, of sales? But Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they said it was a lot of site-to-store, and evidently if you order site-to-store and they already have it in stock, 
the store yeah. gets that sale rather than just like Lowe's. Mm. Um, so I guess a bunch of that, just people ordering dirt and doing home improvement projects. Which man's a great time. Like, hey, yeah. you wanted uh, to build uh, a Zen garden in the backyard? Go for it. That's that's what I've been doing, you know, pretty much since I've been home is I schedule my day out. I've got projects to do around the old house. So, uh, you know, I get up and, and work on those. And, uh, you know, it's good to keep you occupied. But there have been times it's like, well, if I'm going to do any more of this, I've got to have, you know, yeah. this, this, and this. So. Mm-hmm. Now, it's sure. uh yeah, but right before this, I was dragging a lamb out of the bush tub there just because I'm, like, looking for tasks. I wish I had a yard so badly. Like, this whole thing <laughs> has got me. You can do whatever you want in my yeah. yard. Yeah. Come like, on over I here. Love, I was going to say, I love your heart's where it's at. But, dude, don't give me that invite because I'll be over there grilling at, like, 8 a.m. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. Oh, no. Come on over. Yeah, grill. You open that floodgate. I don't have a grill, you can't but, grill, but, you, you know, can come help me dig that. out this stump. I'll get one. What's that? You can come help me dig out this stump in my front yard. Dude, I, Ooh, I might, got, honestly. I, I got might, one of those, too. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm looking to get out. I went and helped my buddy Micah do some gardening and clean out his shed one day. And it's just, like, and I live in a fairly decently sized apartment. It's a small house, essentially. And it's, I just wish I had a yard or someplace I could comfortably sit outside with my shit. Think about people that live in New York right now. Oh, yeah. I don't know how they're managing. They're cooped up my, like I've 300 got, I've got square like, feet. I've got a lot of buddies there. Yeah, I've been talking. You know, my friend just got married, and he's stuck <laughs> in quarantine with his <laughs> newly that, married How's that marriage wife, working out? I think it's working out good. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of my buddies live in uh, New York, and I, I could only imagine. Yeah, they're stuck well, and, in, like, you know. Well, and those, those apartments are notoriously tiny. And hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, that's the deal with Tokyo. That's why there's so much, uh, you know, nightlife and everything and so many bars and pubs and everything in Tokyo is because you don't, um, basically, you go home to, to sleep. Yeah. And the rest of the time, you're out mm-hmm. just because, you know, your home is so tiny that uh, you just spend a much smaller percentage of your time there. Yeah. My friend Parker, he was, we did a podcast on here maybe yeah. two episodes back. He lives in Tokyo, and he seems he's very much like traditional. Even though he is like an Aryan dream child, his wife is very classically traditionally Japanese. So it's like he's the breadwinner. She stays home and takes care of the kids. And now there's this thing where they're together more often. And he's pretty much just been living at the office from what it looks like. He runs some. I don't. I can't tell you what he does. I don't even know what he does. But. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's just been doing that. And something he said, though, that brought me a little bit of solace. Toilet paper has also been hoarded in Tokyo. <laughs> it's not uh, an exclusively dumbass American thing. Has it? Really? Uh, I, I heard a story about that, and they were saying that basically uh, all of the commercial toilet paper is a separate supply stream from what you would buy in the grocery store. So we're all at home. We're all using toilet paper that we buy at the grocery store and all of that stuff from like, you know, all of the major suppliers that go to office buildings and things like that. They don't have an easy mechanism to get that into the, basically the regular consumer mm. supply chain. Yeah. Cause they, 
those those are in big boxes of you know 144. Yeah, and they're just wrapped in paper that are, and, that, yeah. are, that are not individually packaged or whatever, and it's two separate supply streams. So that's that's mm. one of the reasons for the shortage. It's you know not so much that we're hoarding; it's just that half of the toilet paper that's available, you can't get it right. Mm. Mm. I'd say it's a little bit of column A, column B. That being said, every time we go to the store and they have toilet paper, we buy toilet paper. Yeah, so, yeah, I've been doing that. It's a good chance to try out new toilet papers. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> even the scented stuff. I bought some scented toilet paper because that's what they had. Uh, and I, I had to unwrap that stuff and put it in the garage so it outgasses for a little while because uh. it's, it's too pungent to bring into the house. Wow. I bought, back yeah. when all this started, I bought a pack of rolls at the Dollar General. It was all I could find. I've still not cracked into it. Because it's <laughs> probably going to go on my camping pack of stuff. I'm just like, this is some camping toilet paper. I I'm would literally this- <laughs> rather wipe my ass with a grocery bag. I'm thinking uh, when this is all over, uh, Rolling Yards is going to come back in a, in a big fashion. Mm. Yeah. Rolling Yards. I'm not, I'm not going to use this shit. I got to do something with it. I got to throw mean, it in somebody's tree. Use it. Oh, rolling yards. We have to okay. eat yeah. more so we can shit more because we <laughs> have to use all this toilet paper. Well, you got to think like all the people who would go out and be like, oh, I love shitting at this restaurant when I'm mm. there. Like now you're shitting at home. You got to use your own toilet paper. <laughs> it so, is like, true. I uh, I thought the other day I, I've not used a public restroom in over a month and a half mm-hmm. at all. I've not seen a urinal. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just a weird thing. It occurred that. to me. I was like, huh. Yeah. No, I didn't think about that. It's an odd thing. Yeah. Huh. I, don't know, this is, I don't know if I like this. I kind of do, but I kind of don't. It's been growing on me, but it, I mean, I'm it tastes I like, to drink it. it tastes like caramel dipped marshmallows yeah i don't think i like it's, it uh it's, it's kind of just uh i don't yeah i don't like it's it. it's inspired by the iconic caramel dipped marshmallow treat and it tastes like caramel extract mm. not like actual caramel yeah roasty full-bodied exactly. imperial stout yeah infused with marshmallows and caramel made in collaboration with 100 year old family-owned baltimore confectionery walk and fuss candies mm. I'm drinking pretty much the uh, polar opposite of a pastry. Grab, grab that, it, that other one. That's the what, one now. What, what do you think about that one, Bender? <laughs> um, I think you undersold the uh, uh, tartness of it. Uh, it's it's aggressively tart. It is aggressively. <laughs> I, I, I might say I might actually call this sour versus tart. Uh, mm. So this is uh, Hutton and Smith's. Uh, what they call it? Yangite Flanders Red, uh, Matt Warren's project. Ooh. American Oak, single barrel. I hear their hard salsa is pretty good. I'll never Can know. I- but uh, this is delicious. You know, there's something for everybody. And the seltzer's not for me, but this is for me. This is wonderful. Now, Jared was kind enough to bring one over that would titillate y'all yeah yeah i mean i'm intrigued with whatever he was uncorking there yeah this is from vine and barrel because they're closer to my house than riverside mm. it smells pretty great Cheesy. already Cheesy yeah. fun. 
this was like seven or eight dollars. Uh, this is traditional Belgian lambic ale, lambic. And as you can see, brewed 2013, bottled 2015, mm. and it was just sitting there on the shelf. So I figured I'd grab one. It's got a little of that farm in it. <laughs> so I got there were 407 or 4,788 bottles, oh. uh, aged in 600 liter French oak barrels in the Zen Valley. 5.75 percent. Mm. I guess I better go grab hand beer. selected and blended. It does not taste like it smells at all. It's good. This, I think it Flanders. smells good and it tastes good, but it smells totally different than it tastes. See, this Flanders is sitting at 7.1%, which I thought was, uh, that Ooh. surprised me a little bit. That's pretty too. A little larger than I anticipated. Oh, I like this. I'm gonna have to. There were like two more of these. I'm gonna have to snag some. It's got like a little bit of a red hue to that like gold orange color. It's really pretty. Yep. Yeah, a little farmy on the smell, a little cheesy. Mm hmm. And then like real smooth. Yeah, Jared, you need to buy another bottle of that and then hold it back for the next time that we're all together again. Yeah, I'll swing by there like again. Seven bucks? Yeah, it wasn't very much. When did you get that? Yeah. A week ago. Yeah, a week ago. Gonna have a celebration lambic. Yeah, that's pretty good. I wish it was a little colder, but, but that's just because I was looking for something cold, but that's good. But your mis your mistake was saying where you got it. Yeah. I know, I know, right? <laughs> I, I'm going to go over there and, and you know snarf them all up. So next time mm. you go back, they'll be out. I will say I have seen this one at Riverside. I don't know if it's okay. this specific 2013, 2015 one, but I have seen this this brew at Riverside. Oh, mm. nice. ah, it's very good. It's real. What you got over there? The Soul Sutra by Heaven Ooh. and Hell. Which, uh, yeah. perfect segue oh, yeah. right here. Some news yeah. we discovered. Uh, I don't know, I guess it was last week we discovered this. But we noticed that Joe Winland, purveyor of Heaven and Ale, listed, uh, listed the brewery and all its equipment for sale. So mm -hmm. it's like, it just says turnkey brewery. Basically, if you're looking to open up a brewery in Chattanooga. It's all there. Hey. Pay this, we'll give you the keys, you're good to go. Like, you get the cleaners, you get the hoses, you get the tanks, you get yeah. the cups. You get the go. you get the rent. Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> you, you get all rent. <laughs> and I'm just speculating here, you probably don't get the brand. Yeah, the brand. Probably that, not. Was, no. that was what was intriguing to me, is it doesn't look like... Which, let me back up a little bit. First of all, it's not really a surprise... I feel like to most people, you know, I'm not saying that to be snide. It just, uh, I know what that rent was down there. On top of that, it's not cheap to run a brewery anyway. And uh, there's a reason they were charging $20 for a damn cheese platter with a spoon of fig spread. Mm. You got to meet that overhead. So it doesn't look like you're getting the brand with it, but you get all of the facility. So it's like, what's the brand going to be? He uh he moved to the south side. Is he just gonna 
perform the most expensive lateral move ever and just drop back to tap rooms. And after he's had to move his tap room, because alleged, I mean, I don't want to get into the real story that I heard, but we'll just go with what was said to the press, is uh, the brewery was cannibalizing the North Shore tap room, allegedly. So they moved it to the south side, and then now they're selling the brewery. So then why the fuck did you even have to move to the south side, which I like Leroy's a little better anyway, but why did you have to move it to the south side? And then it doesn't look like you're getting any of the branding if you buy the brewery. You just get the ridiculous rent. So are they just going to drop back to doing small batches like they would do and they would pop up at Brew Skies and be like, oh, have you heard of Heaven and Ale? What's um, Leroy's? Uh, Leroy's is owned by the brew house people, but it's in, it's where the Heaven and Ale tap room was on the North Shore, right there in front of the brewery. Yeah. But yeah, it's what just, is it? a, just a little tap room. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, really solid spot. Yeah, I've heard um, of it. I've not been Sarah, there. who's the wife of Hunter that owns Brewhouse, she told me that it's kind of her brainchild, and she said she kind of want wanted a place. Uh, there wasn't really a, a craft beer place for ladies to go. Oh, so cool. it's not exclusively for ladies, but it's got a little more flair to it, like some gold frames and I don't know. Mm-hmm. And Cosmos. Yeah, no Cosmos, but they do have <laughs> Shambongs, which is a uh, like a champagne flute beer bong for drinking uh, Miller High Life. Oh, my God. Can you smoke out of it? I probably could, yeah. <laughs> probably could. I, wow. I think that... You, sounds smoke, like you can I'm smoke not out a, anything not if you try hard. That's traffic. Not necessarily. I think that with head and tail, they're just going to probably just scale back and have their little brew pub down on South side. I don't, I mean, cut your losses, go back to what was working. I I really don't think anybody will buy that or take over their lease. So I don't know what's going to happen. Well, and you know, I've never gotten any confirmation, but I mean, a lot of people have talked that that's kind of been Joe's goal since opening that facility was like get a distro that, model set up and then sell it off to a big guy that that, that was kind of the business plan yeah mm-hmm. yeah but corona hits yeah that yeah. so you got you got two different things going you can't on sell there 20 like, cheese plates yeah no you can't sell anything in that setting you know other yeah. than you know doing curbside and <clears throat> and delivery so you kind of got two things going on as you know, and no food. They never had food, really. No. Or they did, but not, not like not like a full menu. No, I just don't know how that. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know how they didn't when they were getting accumulating all this debt. They just didn't think, you know, man, man this might be a might not pay off. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was that, it, I, it was just that classic you know, thought that everybody getting into beer had was it's like, Oh, all we see is this. Mm-hmm. That's all it's going to do forever. And it's like, no, it's eventually going to plateau. And unfortunately, how business works. we had a pandemic that has kind of forced it to plateau. And <laughs> after this, the beer industry is going to be way, I mean, everything's going to be different, but the beer industry is going to really shift for a while. Like, you know, to more distro models, forcing people like, no, we want you to come to our brewery. You know, I don't know. I don't think I don't think many of them are going to be able to survive in this model. It's just like you just don't make that much money through distribution like that unless you're doing massive volumes mm-hmm. and you, 
You just don't. I mean, yeah, and the only right. one here that's right. anywhere right. close to that is probably Hutton. Yeah, yeah but, but typically, like a, sorry. No, I was just going to say, you know, typically your uh, your your most profitable pints are the ones that you serve, you know, in the tap room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. exactly. So, You're getting a big a bigger I mean, cut any, of the of the pie. Yeah, anybody that with like true. basic finances could. <laughs> financial skills realize that you're not going to pay off, you know, half a million dollars worth of equipment over a period of time selling pints at five to six bucks a pint. Like if you sit down and really do the numbers on what you're going to have to turn overhead, you know, to just cover your rent, you know, or just even paying your note off on your, you're talking about like for heaven and hell, an example, you're talking about Half a million dollars worth of equipment, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not cheap. Like that's like, you know, like the rent's one thing, but then you got a half million dollars worth of equipment sitting there that you're buying more equipment, and then you've got the people to run that equipment, and then you've got your tap room, and it's like, dude, by the time you're done with that, it's like, golly, they were probably spending twenty five grand a month. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. I don't have an exact number for the rent price, but it was somewhere between like 45-ish hundred and like six. No. no. For the rent down there? Yeah. No way, man. It was like 12 grand a month. You think that? You think even higher than that? Yeah. See, I don't have a specific yeah. number, but I've been given some ideas if, and like if loose. You do, it's 8, 000, if you do, if it's 8,000 square feet and then you multiply that by like what would like a dollar's what would it be? Pers- like a dollar sixty get you to twelve hundred. Yeah, so it'd be it'd be more than that, but because plus oh, like man. you gotta realize that their their rental so they're technically leased that they don't own that space, they lease yeah. it. And with the build out, like that guy built everything and they built something a the office, a kit a tap room, you know, it all that rent goes up. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was astronomical amount per square foot i mean eight thousand square feet down there that's like yeah that's eight grand easily eight twelve grand yeah just in rent that's crazy yeah Mm. plus it's in a sheet metal building super high ceilings in a place with crazy weather yeah where there are times when i've got my heat on at night and then air on during the day that's true. Like, that's, yeah, it's not going to be cheap. Those bills yeah. are going to be super high. Yeah, yeah. It just it sucks, man, because you hate seeing it. Because I mean, like I think everybody that's on this right now really enjoys Joe, and he's a, he's been really kind to me over the years, and just a great guy. You just hate seeing. I mean, a lot of people, but he's just one person. I mean, he hasn't lost his livelihood. I don't think. I think this is just like just didn't work out. Yeah, I think it's just a strategic move. Yeah. Stepping back well, to what I was working it, before, and you know, you got the, well, the distribution now, it, like you were saying. So, and it looks like that uh, he posted that on on the website where we saw it like a month ago, which is like kind of right, you know, right about the time mm-hmm. he that, saw it. that yeah. all the uncertainty, you know, began. So, you know, just the timing on that, you know, maybe I want to. Pump the brakes a little bit. We don't know what we don't know. Yeah. No, no, true. But that—that's one thing that you know. You wonder about you know whether that's just unfortunate timing. Uh, just 
Yeah, I don't know. I've not talked to anyone from there. This is all just speculation. But it is, it's weird timing. That's the only thing least. that I'm most upset about is that for selfish reasons, I won't most likely be able to get chatty light for the rest of my life anymore. <laughs> Soul citric. <laughs> they already took it away. Born again, hello. Kill this guy. Like I say, let's not bury him yet. We don't know. We don't know <laughs> yet, so. no, and, and, and I will say that uh, well, well, I most, get in cans they won't most times that I've been over there to, to the brewery, mm. More often than not, it was packed as opposed to not. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. yeah they, they were doing some business over there. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I've bought plenty of beer from them. Yeah, I like their beer just fine. I like their tap room. Like, I don't want to see them go. It's just... Uh, recently, I bought several I bought, cases of beer from them. Devil's Armpits, Soul Citra, and, and uh, a Chatty Light are three of my favorite beers probably mm. in the city. <clears throat> they all come from there. That chatty light has replaced uh, Tiny Bomb for for me on mm. on that type of beer, that hoppy lager, you know, sort of thing. Uh, given the choice, if we're buying that sort of beer, it's chatty light. Hundred percent. We were uh, we were talking with Morgan about the Tiny Bomb. Was that last week? A uh, week before last. Yeah, two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, we had a uh, the rep from Wiseacre on. Oh, and awesome. uh, and then afterwards, well, she brought some. Great, by the way. Yeah, she's yeah. super cool. She brought six packs by. Nice. She, we were talking about the beer, and I was like, "Oh, I haven't Good tried man. this. You know, I haven't tried this. I'd love it." And she was like, "Well, I'm gonna be doing stuff. I can just stop off and drop some on your front porch and run away." And I was like, "Okay, yes, okay. yes you can. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course." Exactly. <laughs> and she left a little note. Yeah, she wrote it. She put a, a, put a card so with it and everything. Light loggers. And brought us each beer yeah. separately. Nice. Yeah. Speaking of light lagers, I, I've been writing a. Uh, it's actually like I, I started writing it as an email to the barley mob, but then I realized it was like entirely too long, and I didn't know if I was going to be able to send that long of an email. So I've been condensing it, but just an overview of kind of brewing lagered beers uh, with a focus on German pilsners, kind of like what's worked for me over the past four to five years and what's not worked and uh it's been pretty interesting i hope i can share it with you guys after i get finished with it yeah yeah i have one of my things that i miss the absolute most out of this is just uh not your house specifically scott but just doing things like that just hanging out in a driveway drinking some beers frying up some burgers and just Mm mm-hmm I miss there's, that so much. Yeah, the you know, kind of uh, beer is the you know kind of the facilitator when it comes to you know social interactions like that. Whether it's going to one of the tap rooms or breweries around town, or mm-hmm. you know hanging out in a driveway and you know drinking beer while you're making beer, uh, it's just the uh, um, really missing that right now. Yeah, I miss it a shit ton. I miss. Like, it's weird, too. Like, just, uh, like, I miss that. I miss the shit out of barley. And just general camaraderie, like, just talking to strangers. Is barley yeah. still open? Uh, I do think that they reopened as of yesterday with limited hours running, like, 3 to 8 
or something like that. And they've been open this whole time doing to-go alcohol. But as much as I like barley and I miss it, I'm not trying to yeah. to get back down there anytime soon. Like I said, three weeks. If we can go three weeks without this getting like crazy bad, I might start venturing back out. But even at that, it's going to be a long-ass time before barley's allowed to be packed out on a Friday night again. It's going to, this is changing everything, man. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know how, like, I don't even know when I'm going to get up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got, I've got family, you know, all across very well in Oklahoma and we were supposed to go visit them next month, you know, and it's like, that's not happening. So yeah. are they doing all well, right yeah. otherwise though? Yeah. Everybody's doing good. You know, we've kind of been a little bit heightened because I've got two kids. You know, I've got a two-and-a-half-year-old yeah. and, and a seven-month-old, so we've been a little bit more kind of – I mean, we've still been doing stuff, but, like, we've been watching, you know, just trying to be extra careful as we can. The biggest thing that's been the most disturbing thing is, like, my own family not taking it seriously enough. You know, that's been the hardest thing. Yeah. The, the deal is, like, my – you know, some of my parents, like, oh, well, we're having – when our friends over to dinner at night and da da da, it's like, you know, you realize we have a pandemic going on. But I think that's just anybody's anybody's attitude towards something for when they don't fully understand it and they don't and, think it's going to happen. Yeah, and and, it, and if you don't have a personal connection, mm-hmm. uh, was yeah. talking about this uh, to somebody I think maybe last week, you know, and said, you know, we're kind of I'm, you know, we personally are still in that place where. We don't know anybody, you know, friends, family who've personally been affected. You know, mm. we, we watch the news and it's like uh, John Prine, uh, that uh, that really kind of hit me. It's not somebody you know, but it's an artist who's, you know, whose work means a lot to me. But we were saying, you know, uh, there's not a personal connection. And then with like within days of that, uh, my uncle uh, uh, by marriage who married my aunt, uh, his mother uh, tested positive and has passed away. So, you know, it's uh, it's easy to kind of, you know, if you're not paying attention uh, and you don't have a personal connection to like take it less seriously. But, you know. Once once you do, if you're not taking it seriously before, you know, hopefully you are afterwards, you know, once you have somebody that you know that's affected by it. That's kind of why I got my parents. Like, mine were a little bit like yours, Connor, just, uh, well, you know, we're, we're not going to let fear ruin our lives. We're going to go... Yeah. You know, we're also like, no, not going to step, you, step gonna out go, in traffic without looking either. Yeah. And uh, so finally, I got the fear of God put into them. And it was uh, they I mean, they live in a small town outside of Chattanooga. So it's like a town of like 3000 people or something. So they know like everyone knows, like, I mean, the biggest thing they have, there's like a Hardee's and a Dollar General. So people know each other their post office has been quarantined and closed and they're rewriting all their mail through a different post office. And, uh, they know it was the postmaster general there who they know her and her husband came down with it. And that finally knocked the point home with my parents. And they were like, Nope, this is bad. Now they're staying informed. They've actually started doing their own research on news articles. Wow. Shit. Making a difference. Yeah. That's a terrible spot to do research news articles. 
Yeah. I opened <laughs> this up and got a face full of this. Mm. this here. Let me get a couple more glasses. <clears throat> this yeah, is another stout. Oh, my thing. God, it was full. Okay. The tough thing for us is, like, especially with young kids, is, you know, like, all the parks are closed and everything. So we've been, we've still been seeing my, you know, my, my mom and my stepfather that are, you know, we're, we've still been seeing them, but when you have kids, it's like really tough to try telling a two and a half year old, like you need to quarantine, you know, you can't go outside today. Yeah, how, how would you explain that? Cause I mean, the younger one's like too young. She probably won't remember this, but the yeah. two and a half year old will remember traces of this. And so how have you explained yeah. it to a two-and-a-half-year-old? It's like, no, this is why we can't go play, or this is why you can't get on that playground. Or That's a good question. Yeah. I mean, we've had to um, kind of tell her just like the world has a cold right now. Yeah. <laughs> and the world, the world's sick, and we just got to be careful. And, yeah, my wife, like she, she's, you know, she, she has, the, even though I go out and work every day, she's really the one that, does the hard work by staying home with our kids. Yeah. And, uh, she's, you know, ever since we've been married, we've been, you know, blessed enough to be able to do that. But, you know, we just kind of explained to her that just the world has a cold right now and the world's kind of sick and we've got to be careful. Uh, it's just a little bit different. You know, we see BB, which is like my, my, uh, that's what my daughter calls her BB. Um, that, you know, right now they can't really hug that much or kiss. They can see each other, but it's just, you know, BB's got a cold. And, you know, it's, it's just temporary. It's just something that's going to pass. It's uh, right now it is. It's, it's, I've kind of explained it like this to her. It's, it's, it's neither bad nor good. It just is. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a whole lot you can do except. Well, and that's what I've safe, seen wash a lot of people. It's like this gauntlet's come down and divided people into two categories of people with that attitude. It's like, well, this is the world we're in. It sucks, but let's uh, let's deal. Let's deal with it. Or these people <laughs> that are defeated by it and just like, man, this sucks. I don't know when we're gonna get back to work. Yeah. Well, then you also got the other group of people that's like, fuck this. I'm going out and doing everything anyway. Yeah. yeah. Woo, spring break. Oh my god. No virus going to stop me. Woo. Well, or or, or, or this is a plot, you know, for Bill Gates to to sell us vaccines. You got that? that <laughs> I much. haven't heard that my, one. Oh, you haven't? My favorite. No. Oh my god. Dude, he stepped I, down as CEO just before this happened now. And I I overall have always kind maybe not liked Bill Gates. But kind of been like, no, nah, he seems like an all right guy. He's trying to put a bunch of money. He's not leaving his money to his kids even because he wants them to pave their own <laughs> way. And so it's like he seems like an all right guy. But then you go back and research the founding of Microsoft, and that dude was brutal. Yeah, you got to be. Like he – I mean you hear about Steve Jobs being an asshole in the creation of Apple. But it's like, no, the, the greatest trick – that Bill Gates ever pulled was convincing everybody that he was just this meek little like, well, yeah, I'm Bill Gates. Have you ever used Windows? You know, it's like, no, this guy's an asshole. It's like the yes. greatest trick the devil ever pulled was making you believe he didn't exist. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think people, I think when people get bored and don't have any. Oh, you froze up. Uh, I think, Connor's had a stroke. 
No, all of the uh, basically all of the good that's come out of the Gates Foundation stuff was all Melinda. I mean, when uh, when Bill met and married Melinda, that's when he's really and and hey, I'll do some good brew, stuff. Good for him. Hey, you can evolve. Uh, but I think that she, uh, I think she inspired a lot of that change in a lot yeah. of those uh, uh, philanthropic philanthropic efforts from him for sure. Mm. Wait, who is this? Bill Gates, uh, Melinda, Melinda Gates. Gates. Uh, yeah, Bill and Melinda yeah. Gates. But yeah, th- his whole new thing about uh, vaccines is really interesting. Like, he's just going to go to Africa and start poking people. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, if he trying, if he cures it, good on you, man. eradicate disease? Yeah, that's like, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with it as long and as, I, you know. I, I just, I guess what I'm saying is I hope there's not something we find out down the pipe. That's like, oh, yeah, Bill Gates was injecting us in nanobots or <laughs> who knows what. But <laughs> He's brainwashing everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really want to go out and buy a Microsoft tablet right now. Mm. <laughs> I, can help you. I, I can help you if you uh, want a sales pitch on that, but we'll do that offline. <laughs> yeah. But, no, it's been crazy. I mean, I just think it speaks volume to kind of just – you know, just nowadays, we're so divided on things. I mean, even something as simple as this, there's a lot of science that really preaches that this, I mean, people are dying very quickly. This is a deadly disease. I don't really, or I'm sorry, virus. And, uh, you know, it's just, re- it's crazy. I mean, seriously. And, and, and also, like, and as a former journalist, like, the media doesn't help at all. In this no, the media has been terrible. No. And it's, yeah, it's like- and it's really been, like, you know, because Grace and I, I mean, we're not like avid Trump supporters at all, but, you know, he's our president right now. We kind of got to do what we got to do. And, you know, we watch all these press briefings. And I mean, yeah, the deal that he said the other mistake. week was pretty ridiculous, but they really take a lot of things out of context. And it's just like as a journalist, like from going to journalism school, you know, when I went to school, it was that you reported facts and then you let the readers decide what what opinion to have after right, that. Like yeah. you just present that. And today I think it's the, just op-eds. I think the problem is that a lot of the media has not been reporting the fact that he's batshit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and putting it in those terms saying, uh, on Tuesday, the president was batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, say, they say, oh, the president said this, and, you know, we, we think this, and we think that. He's batshit crazy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how maybe he is, maybe he's not, but I don't know like what people want him to do right now. I mean, hold it. It's just it's a, cra- it's a crazy it, deal. It, it like, wouldn't I, matter who's it's in hard, there right it's hard now. To say. Yeah. Damned if they it's do, hard. damned if they don't. Yeah. Well, it's, like, you know, someone can sit here, we can sit here and be like, well, I would do this, but like we really have no idea. No you know? one knows. I would, you know, to be honest, I'd probably do the same thing. Like, oh, you know what? The states can figure it out on their own level. Yeah. Power to well, the people, America. I mean, that really is. I mean, that's how. That's what we were. That's what the whole. It, we were, that's what it was designed to do. You know, mm-hmm. they weren't supposed here's to just what, suck on the tit of the federal government. Well, it's all different situations anyway. Like you're not well, going to have but, the same situation in New York as you do in Wyoming right now. But yeah. well, you you can argue a lot about what the what the role of the federal government is, but at right. its basic level. Its role is to do things that, like, individuals and states can't do on their own. And if this is not, you know, a textbook example of that, I don't know what is. Mm. 
I did hear a, uh, a pretty, I mean, I definitely don't buy into it, but I thought it was very interesting. But a very interesting conspiracy theory around all this is that oh <laughs> COVID is not as bad as they say. But hey. they're running with it because the world governments have decided that there oh, is, Lord, I don't yes, know what right. the larger catastrophe is. But there's a larger catastrophe Aliens. coming down the pipe. And they're like, no, we'll just trick them with this virus, get them to go home and hunker down and wait. So we don't work. So we don't work at the whatever. 5G, bro. 5G. Yeah. Oh I'm, like I said, I don't buy into it. <laughs> but thoughts. That's, re- oh my God. <laughs> Do I, what, what benefit would the government have from killing off all of its citizens? Well, the idea is to get us to go home and hunker down because there's a larger catastrophe, like a meteor or something like that, that's coming down the pipe. And they've told us to shelter in place. Hence all the crazy storms. Yeah. Like the, the McRib coming back. Oh, my God. Oh, they, they saw that the McRib was coming back. And they're like, well, no, we can't have this. We can't get people in home. Hey, release that virus again. Yeah, like I said, I don't buy into it. I think it's a little ridiculous. But it's interesting, nonetheless. Speaking, I mean, dude, there's there's a lot of interesting stuff out there, but that's one thing that's like highly unlikely. <laughs> Speaking of interesting, I'm gonna yeah, use that as a uh, as a segue. Yeah. So I'm just gonna start with Very with sentiment. this here picture. See, I would never buy that, whatever it is. Yeah. This is the that's Southern Grist, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. all the things oh it's called. God. It's a collab with Collective Arts Brewing. And Southern Grist. It is a milk stout brewed with banana, chocolate, pistachio, vanilla, cardamom, and cream. It's a lot of talk about talk about conspiracy theories. Yeah, if you put a crisp, clean lager in that, but then put it in that can, so I would never buy it. That would be like the worst conspiracy ever. (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird. Yeah, I don't like maybe that. Maybe this. Maybe I'm hoping that maybe this COVID deal like kills off a lot of these like pastry stout boys in the beer world. <laughs> hey, it looks like it's killing like- off uh, political correctness. That whole thing. Finally. Yeah, it looks like it's killing that off. But I don't know. The theory on political correctness is it comes and goes, and it'll stick around for about six years. When did it kick up? Like 2014. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's about time for it to die back out. <clears throat> I just think people just get too fucking bored, man. And they get on the internet. There's so much misinformation. They don't have real problems to worry about. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. There's not. Exactly. You have to realize too, it's like, we'll take Facebook for example. Like Facebook is literally designed, like their algorithm, they put things in front of you that you see that they know you will agree with, regardless on if it's true or not true. Yeah. And so people that have these outlandish, like, ridiculous ideas about for instance you know the 5g conspiracy theory they're constantly fed just this untruthful material and all this bull crap that they just take as truth and then they are you know dead set on it that's yeah. crazy dude i Honor. yeah i do not miss facebook one bit and that's one of the big reasons i got off of there no connor still going strong Facebook does not just put stuff in front of you that you want to see, uh, at least in my anecdotal experience. There is a certain unnamed Chattanooga uh, libations group 
that is constantly put in front of me, and it all makes me very, very. Angry. I, I wish the guy that created that could delete it. Uh, <laughs> I got a, I got a bone. I got a bone to pick with that guy. Which one? <laughs> yeah, I'm that, curious which group you're talking about. There's a couple that come to mind. Well, there's a reason you don't see me posting in those groups, and it's not because I'm not on Facebook. It's called uh, Chattanooga Let's Infuriate Bender. Just the name of the group. I like it. It's very niche. Is it? Is it really? Is it? That's a pretty broad. Yeah, right. Just in the name. But no, it's Chattanooga Let's Talk Craft Beer. It's a terrible fucking page. It was not created to be. Is it was. I mean, seriously, man, like I created that when I first moved back here and I was with Joe and I said, hey, man, I'm going to create this Facebook page. I want you to be a part of it because you obviously know a lot more people here than I do. And it was like cool at first. And then now it just sucks. It's like people just posting the worst fucking beer. There's no hardly in any intelligent conversation going on about the beer, what they're trying or like anything and it's been just so it sucks, but we've almost hit a thousand members. So, you know, whatever. No, that's uh, honestly <laughs> something that's kind of come to annoy me in doing this about the beer industry is it's turned into more of this like, mm, look what I got. Mm. It's, pe- it's penis measure. That's always been there. But and, well, by the instead way that, of like yeah, having it a conversation, it's like, hey, I got this. Like, let's try it. You know, it's more of just like, mm, look what just, I got and you don't. Mm-mm. That's one of the reasons I really prefer. I, I'm ready for us to get back, like yeah, in that's why studio. I like in studio, yeah. Because this is it's not the same. Like not being able to yeah. like share stuff like this share with everybody. Like I would love something like to this. have you guys try this and tell me why you hate it. That's why there's I a lot going on. You know what though? I like this better than I like. I do. This yeah, this is marshmallow better than the, the pastry pastryarchy or whatever it was. But I this, really don't like anything Southern Gris does. It's interesting. It's definitely different. It's not bad, but mm-hmm. it's all, it's got too much going on. It's and almost I like get a, none of the banana. It's almost like a Mexican hot chocolate. I get Listen, zero banana out of that. They are they aren't making beer for people that like beer. They're making people they're making beer for people who subscribe to uh, unnamed uh, specific Facebook groups about uh, libations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mean let's I talk? Ba- I get banana in the nose. I, Let's I don't know what I'm doing. on the ass end. I'm gonna let that Let's one talk about beers. Think like, a, think like a dark chocolate covered yeah. banana, dude. That 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 Facebook group is slowly just turning into Diabetics Anonymous group. <laughs> <laughs> so Connor, I don't, know how, I don't know how slow it is. <laughs> Connor, I don't want to name names when I talk about this because I also Connor don't think does. he works at Imbibe anymore. I don't think he's in the industry anymore. But uh, uh, initials CC. Yeah, pretty good. You might. Not, I don't know where he went. Don't really give a fuck. Don't give a single two. God. I don't give a. I love this new phrase I learned. I don't give a goddamn red dime where he's at. <laughs> but I know Connor and I have uh, bonded over our shared hatred of this individual. <laughs> and this uh, this past January, back when uh, everything was still kind of normal. And Chattabruga was still going to happen. I had went up to interview the Rhizome guys for the podcast. I went up to Nashville to interview them. 
And I just started talking to him off the record just before we were recording. I was like, yeah, just Ima- imagine, imagine saying this sort of thing off the record. Imagine. <laughs> I was like, yeah, just why chance? Uh, yeah. How come you guys switched from InVibe over to Riverside? I mean, I think that's awesome. They sponsor our podcast. I legit think they're the best booze store in town. But why did you guys switch from InVibe? The first thing out of their mouth was this guy. Jeez. Mr. CC. He's hard to work with. I don't like dealing with him. So we went to Riverside. Wow. That's unfortunate. <laughs> it just, it made me cream my little jeans. <laughs> I yeah. loved it. Loved it. Now, I mean, I like him as a person and stuff, but yeah, I could see that being difficult for having to work with him in that, you know, <laughs> arena. That's why I don't work in that arena. <laughs> Dude, that is like one of the smartest things you've ever said, Connor. <laughs> I'm that with you. That's why That's I why like what we do. I do not want <laughs> to work like I don't want to be a foot <laughs> in that soldier. arena. I yeah. like sitting up here and being like a general or whatever you want to attribute Ooh. this to. I don't Ooh. know. Somebody that I just like sits back on the battlefield. General. I like being able to talk like I'm an expert on some shit on the podcast and then go back to my boring day job. <laughs> <laughs> That's what podcasts are for. Yeah, seriously. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, that's unfortunate, man. I don't know. That's like, he's not in the beer world anymore though. From what I no, I don't. Heard. Yeah. And I don't know what happened there. I don't know where he went. Super don't care. Hmm. But yeah. Uh, yeah. You might still be looking for that sponsorship deal, bro, if you're, like, interested. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Uh, yeah. We sponsor you. You pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think you understand how sponsorships work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you guys cooked anything dope since being in this quarantine? Because I've noticed... Since we, I've been we, at home, I've been cooking more, and I like to cook. Mm-hmm. But I've also been experimenting a lot, and I actually think I may put together like an ebook uh, of recipes. So, hear me we out. Only, so, we have only been cooking since this whole thing. Well, started. yeah, but I yeah, I guess I'm asking like, have you discovered anything weird? I discovered putting uh, imitation crab or real crab on a grilled cheese mm. with some garlic. Okay. okay. Making a crab melt is delicious. Also, crumbling up Doritos and using it to dust your popcorn. Ooh. Jeez. That makes that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. And basically, you can use that Dorito <laughs> dust as just seasoning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's solid. And then... Uh, it's like college stuff the, all over again. Stuff at the bottom of the bag. And then yeah. I've got a plan. I had this idea the other night. <clears throat> I'm going to crumble up some Captain Crunch, Crunch Berries, in the same way to use it as a dusting over some French toast. I like that. You're going to make a woman very happy one day with your cooking. I can tell you that. <laughs> but yeah, so have you guys discovered any weird shit similar to that? Just These are weird ideas I've had trying to just, I don't know. I don't think any of my ideas are, are weird enough to like, you know, compare to what you got going on there. Mm. Yeah, you're an innovator. Yeah, yeah I know about that. it, it I, may be a little bit more of the uh, <clears throat> the devil's lettuce <clears throat> coming through there <laughs> on those ideas, but a jazz no, cabbage. We, yeah, a little have, bit of that jazz cabbage. So I uh, I ended up liking something I didn't think I would. I have this vodka that I ended up with 
through uh, completely legitimate means. And it's Van Gogh is the is the brand, and there is peanut butter and jelly flavored vodka. And it's first of all, I tried it on its own, y'all. If you're cooking with something, you always got to make sure what it tastes like before you actually start blending it around. It's not as bad as you'd think it is. Um, <laughs> it like but I think it's exactly I'm imagining how bad. It, bad it tastes like peanut butter and grape jelly, and if you <laughs> add some to like Welch's grape, just straight up Welch's grape, a couple shots of this peanut butter and jelly vodka, it it's like you're drinking a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's got the body from the juice, it's got the peanut butter from the vodka, and mm. the grape in the juice overlaps the vodka grape flavor, and it's just, it's nice. It's good. You need to quit talking about this stuff, you're going to get Southern Grist more ideas. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I did think I do think I discovered the best PBJ you can make though. Mm. I learned I started putting bananas through this because I had all these. Ooh, yeah, I've, I don't know. Through this, I've become and I'm. I, this is a positive thing, and I hope other people have had the same positive influence through this. But I've noticed I've been a lot more conscious about my consuming of food. Where it's like, fuck, I bought all these bananas and they're turning black. I need to eat these bananas, mm-hmm. and so just shoving bananas down my gullet so they don't go bad. So I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll put I'll put some bananas on a PBJ sandwich. Never so been a fan of a, a peanut butter and banana sandwich. Yeah, yeah. But a peanut butter and jelly and banana sandwich. Delicious. Especially if you got some blackberry jam. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong. But but the, the actual best peanut butter and jelly sandwich that you can have, uh, and we've we've like verified this is the one that somebody else makes for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah. You make a peanut butter jelly sandwich. It's fine. Somebody else, you know, will make one the exact same way and say, here, I made this for you so much better. I mean, honestly, <laughs> that goes for literally any sandwich. Any, yeah, that's for anything except Subway. Any food <laughs> or Quiznos. Well, I mean, we like green beans. With having kids, you know, like it going does. out to eat. When we could go out to eat was like a terrible experience. So like, uh, yeah, it's a challenge. No, you, so you know we, we've always cooked from home, but I mean, I got a pellet smoker, so I've been smoking food, making jerky. Oh, that's uh, cool, yeah. Bunch of, de- you know, the cool thing is that we're like stocked up on meat from deer season, so we've been cooking a bunch of deer. Oh, burgers. yeah, I want to talk to you about getting some of this deer meat. Yeah, I'm more like, than welcome to you. I'll bring you cooked treats in exchange. <laughs> it smells like, yeah. <clears throat> like, like old yeah. jeans. Like you haven't washed them in a couple weeks. Yeah, we just uh, six cracked points. this guy. Six points. Alpen flow, four point nine percent. Lager. Lager. Uh, some beers are easy to make and difficult to drink, but Alpen this. flow is the opposite on both counts. It took years to acquire the materials. And formula for Alpen Flow. We're taking, or we're talking all malt, 100% two row barley, and we source all the hops directly from family farms in Bavaria to give uh, to give it that gentle spice. Once opened, that frothy beverage is gone in a flash. I will say one thing though, with like cooking that I have just kind of discovered since this quarantine is just like the power of cooking steaks in cast iron <laughs> with lots of butter. I've been, uh, yeah, yeah, I did that the other week. I got such a good deal on such a great slab of meat is 
I don't know. I guess I guess some people get sketched out by this, but they'll put meat on clearance at like Walmart and Food City and stuff because it's going to be past the sell-by date. That's not like the minute it hits midnight. Right. This shit's bad. You know, it's poison. (laughs) Check it. Feel it. And so, yeah. Smell it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I got a kick ass. Say, I can't even remember which cut it is. I think it was a ribeye. I'm pretty sure it was a ribeye, but I mean, it was thick. Like one of the thickest ribeyes I've seen reverse seared that bitch medium rare. It was seriously the best steak I've ever had. Tight butthole. Like what it was. Mm. <laughs> seriously, but it was better than any steak I'd had at a restaurant and I made it myself and it took, I mean, outside of the oven preheating, it took seven minutes or something. Almost never order a steak out. Yeah, just because it's you know you you can do it yourself at home. Yeah, as good or better for way less. Oh yeah, but yeah, it was like it was three ninety nine. Three ninety nine for this ribeye. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's kind of what we've been cooking the same. I mean, we like making a lot of uh, we like making a lot of Indian food. We make a lot of like Asian lettuce wraps are really, really good. If you guys ever get like a, there's a Thai, like, I guess meal, I don't know what you'd call it, but called Nam Sad. You can look up uh, recipes for it. It's just like ground pork and cabbage. And uh, it's really good. Called Nam Sad. You can Google it. Really, really good. We make that a lot at our house. So along with everyone else in the universe uh, during the whole uh, coronavirus thing, I, I started a uh, sourdough starter mm. uh, to make bread with. And if, if you've ever made one or if you haven't, basically you, you mix flour and water and it, it ferments. So you have to feed it every day. So you take out a portion of your starter, discard it, put more flour and water in there and let it ride. Well, I ran across this recipe for uh, whenever you, you discard part of that starter, uh, you make a pancake with it with uh, green onions and uh, sesame seeds. Hmm. And then like a dipping sauce, uh, soy sauce, sesame oil, and a little bit of uh, sriracha or something in there. Ooh. And it's, it's kick-ass. That sounds nice. kick-ass. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't made any actual sourdough bread yet, but I've been eating those pancakes like crazy. <laughs> Have yeah. you, so you're you're down the sourdough wormhole now? Oh yeah, dude. Good riddance. It was nice knowing you. <laughs> good riddance. <laughs> I went I went down it like two years ago, and I gained about forty pounds. And like no joke. <laughs> yep. We're making literally making sourdough bread every night, and it got really really bad. <laughs> I'm not joking. I seriously put on 30 pounds. <laughs> Dude, I've gained weight in this. I think I've equalized now, but at the start of this, I was like, fuck. I've never been in a position where I noticed myself getting bigger. It's just like, I've always had a, like a good baseline where it's like, yeah, I should probably work out a little bit more, but <laughs> yeah, good genes. Just let me ride for a little bit. And I noticed at the start of this, I'm like, damn, I'm getting a little thick. <laughs> I've always been envious of your well, ability to not I, gain I'm no, I'm no fashion model, <laughs> but uh, so my wife started working from home like a, uh, like two weeks before 
before I stopped working, and she's pretty diligent about running and everything. So we, uh, as soon as I uh, stopped working, we jumped back on the uh, couch to 5K sort of thing. So I'm running three days a week, and that's just like keeping a baseline. Yeah. Haven't gone up, thankfully, but haven't <laughs> haven't gone down either in in the old on the old scales because uh, there's a lot of you know we're cooking more you know boredom is a certain factor yeah you know, that re- recreational eating and I, I think a yeah. lot of people are kind of like you know they talk about uh, when people are having kids and they do that nesting thing I think a lot of people are doing that where they're just kind of drawing in mm-hmm. and uh, you know just sticking around home and uh, kind of coping with it with food. Yeah, it's not healthy. <laughs> yeah, I noticed when this first started, I was eating like crazy. It's Like I said, it's equalized now, but I was just munching all day. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't I, even drinking as much as I normally do. It was just, I, just food weight. I actually yeah. read a really good book just recently, and you guys should all read it, called Why We Get Fat. <laughs> And uh, does it, it just say uh, COVID nineteen on every page? Yeah, it says five G COVID nineteen. Yeah, pa- page three, beer, beer. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean it really is. It's like basically the he, the guy that wrote it was a journalist, and he made it very clear that he's not a scientist, but he wanted to write a book with enough evidence for scientific research to be done on a long term scale. And basically, his argument in the book was that carbohydrates kill people and so does sugar <laughs> so in yeah my i've been trying to cut back my sugar to be honest because i don't eat a lot of sugar but i love it in my coffee well the, mm. mo- the most important mm. thing like if you really want to cut something out of course sugar is really good but carbohydrates is the worst because carbohydrates really? yeah because when your body processes carbohydrates to use fuel it converts it into glucose and glucose is just sugar Mm-hmm. And so your body stores that as fat because your body's used to your body's designed to burn fat for energy. And so when you introduce carbohydrates, your body starts producing or starts eating those carbohydrates for fuel and whatever's left over. So say that you go and you eat like 30 grams of carbohydrates, you really only need like 24 grams of carbohydrates a day to stay active. Like and this is where you kind of get into a ketogenic diet sort of thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So so like your body only needs 24 grams of carbohydrates a day, really. Like it really doesn't even need any, but yeah. 24 is a good, you know, threshold. So once you eat past that 24 and if you're not burning it, your body just stores it as fat because your body's saying, oh, well, I'm going to need this later when you're, you know, when you're hungry and we can eat this fat for food. Um, but you've got to condition your body, which is what ketogenic is, which is putting your body in a state of ketosis to start burning that fat for fuel because your body is so accustomed to burning carbohydrates. And it's been really, that book was really fascinating. And I just want to like preface that by saying this guy is not a nutritionist. Mm. He's a journalist. And the whole purpose of this book was gathering a bunch of scientific material over the past like 150 years to put it together and say, Hey, this is what I see. And you can go form your own opinion. But Mm. like I said, it's, Carbohydrates and sugar are terrible for you. Stay away from them and eat a lot of meat and a little bit of vegetables. Like even bananas are bad for you because it has high sugar in, in mm. it as well. Um, but once your body starts burning. Yeah, but I mean like lots of fruits have natural sugars like that and stuff. Like, yeah, you can't just and be you like don't eat fruit. 
Well, he argued yeah. that it's good because but most that's what fruit a ketogenic that we, diet is actually. That sounds yeah. terrible. It does sound. Well, but. No, no, no. but here's the thing: because most fruit that we consume has been bred to be more sugary to adapt to American diets. So, mm. like the Western diet, we like sugar. So, like a lot of these apples and stuff that we eat are actually have been bred to be like more sugar concentrated apple than before. So the fruit that even we have access to isn't like as if we were to go in the forest and find a real fruit tree. It wouldn't be as sugary. And, um, yeah, it's, it's fat. the book's really, really good. You guys should all read it. It's like I'm super kind of lo- I don't know nearly as much as I would like to about it. And I've actually loosely been trying to source a local, like, nutritionist sort of person to come on the show and talk about this shit. Um, but minus beer... I could do a ketogenic diet, no problem. Well, and you can but still have beer's beer. beer's an like, issue. Yeah, and, and that's <clears> the <throat> toughest part because beer is liquid, liquid carbohydrates, which yeah. is literally the hardest for your body to burn. Um, and so, like, what he argues in the book is that everything's good in moderation. You know, if you can mm-hmm. – if you still, like, hey, man, I've got to have a beer, you know, then you've got to be able to keep it at, like, a beer a week or a beer at night or whatever, you know, just to kind of – because it is, it's liquid carbohydrates and your body just it can't, it can't burn it because it metabolizes it as glucose and glucose is sugar and it's, it's just sugar. And that's why, and he argues in the book, I mean, the reason why diabetes is so, and this is what's really screwed up too, is that the reason why diabetes is such an issue is because we eat so much carbohydrates and that's converted into sh- so much carbohydrates and sugar. And so our body is producing so much insulin when and we're at ground zero for that being in the South. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and the thing that's like even more screwed up too tea. that he talks about in this book is that when like insulin, when it's ingested into your body, it creates more fat. And so like that's so screwed up that doctors – because like most diabetics that you probably know are probably obese. I mean like every diabetic I know is obese. My, by well, well, as you get on this, my mom's diabetic. And but she lost weight. She was yeah. Some uh, some people do like diagnosed uh, maybe 2010, 2011. She lost a significant amount of weight once she started having to look at a proper diet and do all that. She lost a significant amount of weight. Hmm. And now I'd say she's just normal middle aged woman size. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. good. I mean, but like I said, it's just kind of screwed up that most of these people that are like super insulin dependent because of diabetes or diabetes are getting told that no, 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 you just need to give yourself insulin all day and you can just kind of eat freely and continue, you know, consuming carbohydrates like this that are just getting turned into sugar. It's just really, it's really sad. Um, yeah, you guys should read it. I'm, I'm no, by no means expert on the book. So no, that's where I come from, man, is I tried keto for maybe about three weeks, but I can't afford it. Well, the, the big thing is uh, if, if you cut out as much processed foods yeah. as you can, uh, a lot of those carbs and sugars naturally fall by the wayside because uh, no, processed, outside of the processed beer, foods are just full of it. Yeah, outside of the beer, um, and like I have to cut out fried chicken, which is a big thing, but outside of that and beer, I can pretty much do it. And I tried it for maybe about three weeks to a month at one time, but it got to a point where it was just like, it was not feasible for me to continue it financially. Like, 
not just the money, but also the time invested to like prepare food? The, the, the time is, is a factor that, yeah. you know, is, is not to be ignored because we're, we cook like almost, you know, recreationally. It's yeah. something that we enjoy doing and, yeah. uh, and like to do well so that uh, at that point it becomes almost a hobby so it's not like oh this is something that i have to carve time out of my day to do it's just something you naturally that's enjoy true. so yeah. so that's a benefit to us and i know a lot of people are not like that it's just one more thing see they i like that to, when i've do got they have the to do when i've yeah. got the time to do that i love to cook like give me a ziti that takes me four hours fucking love it but on days where i'm crunched for time i don't want to have to worry like i'll throw a pbj sandwich together and hit the road you know <laughs> hey man that's why i hunt so much man because i mean my wife and i we've been like keto i guess or whatever we don't really think about it we just think about the way we eat and it's just how we eat and uh, we've been doing it for like two and a half years and that's why i hunt because we couldn't afford buying steaks every night and meat and stuff and you want access to a super lean, organic, whatever meat, go hunt it. I mean, that's the yeah. most natural way to get it. I mean, do you still mostly literally. bow hunt? Uh, I do do a lot of bow hunting, yeah. yeah. But is I that still what you mostly do? Or? Do what? Is that what you mostly do is do bow hunting? or? Uh, it just depends. Like this year uh, specifically, we had a farm – so one of my buddies owns a farm and uh, he had a really, really bad, like he had a really bad doe to buck ratio. So a doe is a female deer and then a buck yeah. is a male deer. And uh, he had like a really bad ratio where there are way more. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, see Brian over there. <laughs> well, some people might. Thank not you. Know. We did not know. Connor. <laughs> Hey, some people might not know. But, Thanks uh, for mansplaining deer to us real quick. <laughs> well, but so he needed, he needed to harvest a lot of does on his property because when you have too many does on your property, it can really like damage the, the natural environment around. It can take up a lot of food sources for other animals. It can just be overall destructive. So I hunted a lot more deer with the gun this year than I would prefer, but that was just because we were trying to help our buddy manage his property a little yeah. better. Whip out the AK and take care of some business. No, 270. <laughs> Dem does, though. No, 270. And they're all ethically shot. I practice a lot because I think the worst thing to do is to uh, go out. I mean, if you're going to go out and you're going to harvest an animal, the worst thing you can do is wound it and be a piece of shit like that. And, uh, you know, the process of killing a deer shouldn't be something that's, you know, really cool and like, I'm going to kill as many as I can. It should be just really well thought out and. Uh, ethical, in my opinion, and just honoring the animal, and my, that's how I feel about it. I just I no, feel like that's a, yeah, that's a good, it. respectful way to be about it. Yeah, I grew up around. I don't hunt myself. I would be open to it. I just mainly don't like getting up that early. Um, <laughs> but it's like yeah. that's how you have to do it. That's the best way to do it. You, I mean, you got to eat, but you also have to respect <clears throat> the kill. I, mm -hmm. I only ever hunt man. The ultimate quarry. <laughs> The most dangerous yeah. game. There you go. <laughs> but, Predator yeah, right here. You go down to the Amazon once a year, you've got a big outfit. <laughs> Just go hunt some Marines in the Amazon. <laughs> you, any of you are welcome to go hunting with me at any point in time. Dude, I would love for you to take me hunting. I've got guns and shit, so 
Yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> yeah, I've got a, actually a really nice compound bow that I don't use nearly as much as I should. You need to call me. We can still have social distance and shoot, man. Yeah. No, I'm down. Yeah, that's true. We can go out to my parents. I got a bunch of land, too. So More than six yeah. feet of space. Yeah. Uh, I've got a spot that we can shoot at or go out to your parents. I'm good with whatever. But, yeah, I'm down yeah. with either one, man. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. I try. Yeah, I get out and shoot every, about every week. You know, it's good. It's fun. So Yeah. Yeah, I think I've got uh, I've got more at my parents' place, but I've got a twenty-two pistol and a four ten at my my place. Just home defense, you know. In case someone breaks in trying to steal the beer. Well, yeah. just in case shit goes down. <laughs> in case That's someone mainly what it's for. In case in someone case comes up to down. the fourth floor, climbs all the stairs. Yeah, which I don't believe they're gonna get in here. I mainly keep four ten. <laughs> I mainly keep the 410. I keep it in my truck, which I know probably isn't legal, but is when I go camping, it's like There's there bears. could be pumas or bears mm-hmm. or wherever well, I get out. So Speaking of, didn't gun sales like skyrocket once this whole quarantine? Yeah. Yes. Good luck finding yes, a 9mm bullet for sale in town. Yeah. It's crazy, man. I guess people just get so worried that... And that's what's really terrible, too, is because then you get a bunch of people that probably shouldn't have guns or aren't properly trained and then they'd have mm-hmm. guns now and they're like i'm gonna protect myself well you, you got people that, that say you know i feel like i ought to be doing something but i don't know what it is so, so i'm gonna buy a gun i'll go buy a gun yeah 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 that's just a terrible idea in my opinion that listen, gun will protect my family listen yeah. as i heard as i heard a, a preacher on the internet say once the lord <laughs> not only wants you to own a gun he wants you to use Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't come across that Bible verse yet. I'll it's somewhere in the back. That's a that's a d- diamond and silk uh, chapter yeah. three, verse five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in order to find that verse, you have to give me twenty five dollars for my uh, escape oh, kit. That's month. right. Yeah, twenty five a month. Twenty yeah, twenty five a month. month. Oh my god! Yeah. No, I. Uh, it's interesting about the gun deal. You know, people are crazy because yeah a lot of people don't shouldn't have guns and yeah they oh i want to protect my family and then they go in the process and shoot themselves in the foot you know or their kid yeah. gets a hold of it and shoots and it, kid finds it yeah which is just incredibly you know terrible too so <clears throat> yeah nope i've got a says i have multiple guns in my house right <laughs> i've got a couple swords and i have like a pellet gun and that's about it <laughs> and i have a crossbow Damn. So if someone busts in, I can stand at the top of the steps and just like with my crossbow. You need a ninja star too, or you're not. I have thro- I, I do have throwing knives. <laughs> I can confuse them with the first one and then actually hit them with the second one. And yeah. the third one's just a bonus, just in case. So, yeah. <clears throat> so do you guys think any more breweries? We're gonna see go kind of down under after this. I mean, what do you like? Honestly, like, do you, I was having this conversation with my wife. Like, do you think it will ever go back to being how it was? I mean, I'm, I know it's gonna go back eventually, but as far well, as specifically uh, craft beer, uh, do you think it's gonna go back? I, th- I think theoretically, you know, at some point, coronavirus will be, yeah, hopefully contained or there'll be a vaccine or something but I, I think we've got two years before you know 
we can approach something that we call normal. Mm. And Is how many? It could for a vaccine, know. 100%. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's true. They, yeah, they were talking luck, about this thing. Good luck coming to me and telling me, hey, come put this vaccine in your body that we just, you know, started six months ago. Hell yeah. No. Yeah. You well, don't want to be an early adopter for something like that. Well, they were talking about the the prospect that this was going to be multiple waves yeah. over over eighteen to twenty four months. Yeah, that's so, true. Like wave two around October, something like that. So I don't think any you know any kind of small to mid sized business is really out of the woods for that long. So normal no is going to be normal is going to be whatever it looks like after, you know, 18 to 24 months, you know, what does it look like then? And then maybe, you know, things, you know, kind of straighten out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause like construction, we haven't seen it, but that was mainly because all of our projects that were getting started now, the, those, know, they were, those, those were projects, the once they're started, you know, don't stop until they're completed. But yeah, yeah. in you know, construction, like are you going to see a lag here in like, It'll, Seven, it'll eight be months? at the end of this year. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be the end of this year. We're going to see, like, in the fall, we're going to see it real bad. Mm. That's like the Red Wolves, you know. We're, we're doing the dirt work for the stadium at the Red Wolves, and, you know, mm. he's chilled out a lot on it because it's so much uncertainty. I mean, why build a stadium when you can't, can't be in it, you know? It's like... When they're saying it could be close to 2022 before things have normalized for concerts. Yeah. Uh sporting events, things like that. A friend of mine, he does lighting design for bands. Like, not huge bands, but uh, like some 41, a couple bands like that where they're... That's a pretty big band. Yeah. They're pretty big, but it's not like... It's not Katy Perry or Lady Gaga. You know what I'm saying? And They uh, were a pretty big band. Yeah, it's a big band, but I'm saying it's not like yeah. the big mainstream yeah, yeah, thing yeah. on the radio these days. It ain't no Justin Bieber. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Um and so he had all of his, he was about to go on a big tour to South America with them, had all of that canceled, had all of his European stuff canceled. His entire industry has pretty much been canceled for the foreseeable future. And him just trying to figure out what, what handles he's got to hold on to. I was asking, I was like, what does this look like moving forward? He said, he was like, it's probably going to be small club gigs, mm-hmm. like how the Foo Fighters tour, like JJ's type places every couple years. It'll be stuff like that. And then, uh, but you're not going to see big concert venues like at arenas. You're not going to see big basketball games, NBA. They'll still play, but it'll be empty stadiums broadcast on television. It's going to be and, so weird. Yeah, as far as ticket sales and stuff, you're not going to have tickets for that stuff being sold for two years. They're going to yeah, have to add in like minutes, canned fans and stuff yeah. like that, cheering and things. Yeah. They'll have to play it like at the stick because all the players will be used to that kind of thing. Yeah. They'll have to play it in the overhead. Like at it'll the be stadiums. like a scrimmage game. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, like think about the NFL draft. I mean, that just happened recently. It yeah, is, yeah. You know, Which I wanted to talk about this. Yeah, yeah. that to me is it because that is a huge thing. I mean, I don't give a shit about football, but I recognize that that is a huge event. It brings in a ton of money. And it also, I mean, it was in Nashville what, last year, and it brought in 150,000 people into downtown Nashville. Mm-hmm. Huge event. And they opted to do it online. But so it's great. also like, it's a huge event for the players of like, no, we just, we got out of college and now I'm signing this two or this $10 million deal and I'm getting to walk across the stage and shake so-and-so's hand and 
do all this, and now it's just online. But I didn't watch it. How did that go? It went great. The Titans had a great draft. Uh, uh, Well, A, think of it this way. Uh, There has been no live sports for some time. So it was the highest ratings the draft's ever gotten. It was (laughs) the highest rated thing, you know, pretty much period all spring. (laughs) Oh, well, hey there. (laughs) Hey, kid. (laughs) That's my daughter. (laughs) How's it going? Say hi. Can you say hi? (laughs) She doesn't want to. So from that perspective, it was very successful. uh, And as far as just how it went, went just fine. And I heard honestly, that it was, it was interesting because a lot of times you got to see these uh, owners. Well, so you had the spectrums. You had like the, the uh, general managers and coaches that were like on their patio uh, with just a computer, like kicking back on a lawn chair. And then you had Jerry Jones on his like $250 million yacht. Which is a real thing. You yeah, should also know. Google that picture. It is amazing. <laughs> Who's is it? Jerry Jones, the guy that owns the Cowboys. And then you got uh, Brady and the Gronk together on the Bucks now. Yeah, I will say that is crazy. Like even for somebody that doesn't like football, I'm like, whoa, that I happened. Don't know if Allen knows about that, but Allen is a. I'm gonna say he was a huge <laughs> Bucks shit. fan. Oh Jerry my Jones God! Yacht? I, I don't, I don't think that's that big of a deal. I mean, the Gronk was still—he's still in his prime. Like, I just think that the opportunity just came up where he could come back. I think people are reading way too much into him leaving the I'm Patriots. Just, I'm just saying, as far as the Buccaneers go, that's yeah, the best team they've I'm had just, in the decade. I'm just stuck on this other thing. Who's Allen? <laughs> oh yeah, our friend you know, from Saudi. That, that fucker from Saudi. Mm-hmm. Oh, the guy from Saudi. Yeah, yeah that guy yeah. from Saudi. He used to be a huge Bucks fan. Switched I to the Colts because the Bucks Alan, suck. But you don't yeah. see him anymore. Yeah, no, dude, Jerry that. Jones looks rough. Yeah, dude, he's like a hundred and five. Yeah, no, I haven't <laughs> seen him in a couple years. He looks real rough. Yeah, he looks that's terrible. A picture of this yacht. That's after a lot of. That's after. Is, a lot is of that his house? Oh my god. Jeez. Okay, Google link not. to this website. Like they're so they're showing that shot. I'm watching it live. They're showing that shot, and I'm like, that guy built a room to look like he's on a yacht, and then they like somehow had an external or a different <laughs> picture of a, a, a drone. Oh, no, of course, what's yeah, the point of having a fucking yacht? yacht yeah, if you if don't, you don't, don't have, have a drone, drone to get an external shot. Yeah, you probably have there? a fleet of drones yeah, so that there. when one of them is low on battery, you the can pick it up with another one. Piloted like, by drones. That's fair. <laughs> I'm, I'm not mad at any of that. It's just it's like, why do we need a drone? We already have a helicopter. Look, his boat has his boat has stairs. Yeah, multiple stairs. There's four levels there. Yeah, that's a big fucking boat. That requires a crew. That yeah. is not something you yeah, just like, hey, honey, you want to go out. to the marina and take the yacht out this weekend? That requires a crew. Yeah, you need at least, at least like 12 dudes on yeah. that ship. Yeah. I guess that's where he's doing his corona isolation. I mean, Dude, I why not? If I had a boat? If I was a millionaire, I would be cruising. I would have already laughed the world. Like, just like, let's fucking go. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah, so you guys why not? See it. We'll stop in Bali, get some groceries. <laughs> then like maybe next like i don't know wherever At swing by china get some bats do you not say yeah. Yeah. swing by china get some bats at, at what point do you not say let's let somebody else worry about the football this year yeah <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just ride around in the yacht 
Not Jerry Jones, man. He's a control. Jerry Jones. <laughs> I like he's how he terrible. talks. Jerry Jones. He's awful. He he literally screwed up that franchise so bad because he's got way too much. Mm. <laughs> I guess Bender would remember this, but remember him and Jimmy Johnson? Do you, you remember? Do you remember? You don't remember? Mommy. Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was uh, supposedly fired him at like a state house in Dallas. Oh, he's a, he's a huge dick. <laughs> like after winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. Oh. <laughs> My two and a half year old buddy wants to come and hang out. Say, <laughs> so, did you want to open this grand crew? Because we're celebrating. I kind of do. I don't know. If this is celebratory, though. Should we wait till we're all back I in? I think we need to save it because the thing was like when we're back in the studio. You're right. You're right. That's what I've been waiting for. So not back in the studio. I'm going to I'm going to plug it this yeah, episode, though. It, so right. we have we do have one of these Boulevard Grand Crew. I want to say it's a 2016. Yeah, we've had that since 2016. Yeah. Um, but I've been holding on to this guy and uh, I was going to save it for when we're all back in studio. Right now, just me and Tanner are back in studio, but I think and we'll wait till... we're not in studio. We're in my yeah. office. We're not even around the table, so... So we're going to wait till we're back in the, the whole thing for this guy. There are a couple more in this cooler, though. Yeah, I mean, I didn't plan on drinking all of those. <laughs> we, went, we went through, like, half of them. Yeah, because I was going to wind us down here soon. We've yeah. Had our time oh, yeah, I guess here. that's... Yeah, I yeah. see you over there. But I... Uh, hold on to that one. Yeah, anything uh, going out here? Anything y'all you guys want to mention before we uh, close off the show try, here? Try not to die and try not to kill other people. Yeah, wash your hands. You yeah, wash your damn hands. Yeah. That's a good goal. Yeah. Hmm? That's how I'm living <laughs> day to day. <laughs> Three simple yeah. rules. Wash your hands, wear a mask if you go to the grocery store, wear gloves if you got them. And, uh, believe science. Don't believe crap you hear on Facebook. Yeah, believe like, science. Seriously, read science, yeah. research. I thought Facebook like, was science. No, it's not. <laughs> like, no, gonna, double check me. articles, read science. I'm going to just scary times, this down Double check too. everything. Follow the CDC dumb. guidelines. Yeah. Don't be a dumbass. Like, yeah, just don't be a dumbass. conspiracy theory. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, on that note, thank you guys for showing up. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks, on the cyberspace, like, yeah, this has been a real everybody. good time. I'm gonna stop the recording. We can stay on here. I'm yes. not shutting you guys off. But uh, yeah, Jared, thanks for coming over in these weird times. I braved and, the elements. Uh, yeah, I guess. Thanks, Hutton and Smith, for fucking selling a 24 pack of Tall Boys. Mm-hmm. Bravo! Thank Moving you, on up. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, but yeah, as usual, get on down to Riverside Wine and Spirits. Um, if you feel like donating to a local cause, I've been ha- trying to help out the Palace Theater. Um, it's an important cause. They show, you know, it's kind of, in my opinion, one of the last vestiges of counterculture in town. They've got a bunch of good bands, stand-up comedy, drag shows, if you're into that sort of thing, bunch of counterculture and, like, just fun stuff. And it's, uh, if you feel like donating somewhere and helping them out, their staff, and they could use that. It's also an art gallery, so... Yeah, um, yeah. other than that, I'm going to close out the show. Thank you guys for joining. This has been a good time. And this has been episode 246. Cheers. The Brew Chat Podcast. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.